Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. So we're we'll in a corner around the country, we're joined by sheep specialist Michael Gosting to discuss some of the key management tasks over the coming weeks and the opportunity weaning presents the benchmark for flock performance. We discuss various aspects of performance from new output to lamb performance to reasons for culling. Michael moves on to advise why it's a good opportunity to assess lamb weights, batch these lambs accordingly and establish finishing groups early in the season and plan ahead. We discuss yo culling and taking advantage of the high call yo price this season to tidy up flock performance. And we finish up with Michael encouraging producers to examine how their flock has performed and think about what changes that could be made to improve on it for next season. We start off, however, with Michael explaining how we benchmark yo performance. Weaning time is, is a good time to, to do a bit of um, number crunching, I suppose, in, in terms of, you know, it's a time when you're, you're bringing in your yos and lambs and going through them. And the first thing I suppose to check is to see how many yos um, reared lambs. Okay, so we all know how many yos we put to the ram last October or November, um, you know, and then look and see how many are, are actually went and went on and reared lambs. So there'll be a percentage that won't have been in lamb, usually that's somewhere around four or five percent um there'll be a percentage that lost lambs some maybe the odd one that died um and then there are percentages that didn't go out with lambs for various other reasons maybe they lost a lamb at birth maybe they weren't uh, didn't take a lamb maybe they had no milk you know all of these things so just see what percentage of yours are actually out there you know um and obviously the better that percentage the higher that percentage is the better the less kind of wastage there was the second, I suppose, statistics, Kieran, to look at is the whole area of, of how many lambs we have. And that's that's a good um, proxy for, you know, that's our best proxy really for profitability, the number of lambs reared per year to the ram. So, again, same story, like, you know, how many yos went to the ram last October and how many lambs have we got now and divide one by the other. So if 100 yos went to the ram last October and we have 150 lambs in the field uh, today, then that's 1.5. Um, that's our winning rate. And look at, uh, I suppose, the target there for people is, is to be above 1.6. That's an old and long-established target that's there since the kind of 1980s. Um, and it's one that, you know, nationally, I suppose, we don't achieve. Um, a lot of, you know, if we look at the National Farm Survey, we're generally around 1.356789, maybe up to 1.4, depending on the year. Um, but we do know, for example, that there are farmers out there that are consistently achieving that 1.6 and even people that are doing, you know, above that, people who've kind of invested maybe in genetics and are, are, are looking at body condition and stuff like that going to the ram. And a lot of those um, farm sheep farmers would be, you know, weaning maybe up to 1.7, 1.8 and even in some cases 1.9 lambs per year. So that's a big, uh, you know, that that's one of the big drivers of profitability and it's an easy one to measure at this time of year. It's really a great measure of performance, Michael. It's probably something that we don't stop and actually look at often enough on commercial farms. Where does that your performance rank relative to others? Look, when we're talking about performance, the other big aspect of performance, of course, is how well the lamb crop was done. It's a reflection of many things. What are a couple of things we can do with our lamb crop when we wean them? I know we're going to get them settling in that, but is there a point in looking at how they've performed at this stage? Yep, yeah, Kieran. So look at it. Often we would be saying, like, um, you know, what's the average weaning weight and, and um, you know, 32, 33, 34 kilograms kind of their targets out there. And, and, and like, averages are dangerous. I suppose we could have two flocks at the same average weaning rate. And, and yes, you know, one of them would have an awful lot of very light lambs and an awful lot of heavy lambs. And that gives you a, a reasonable um, weaning rate. But, you know, there's, there's a significant issue there with a, with a big number of lambs. 
what's better than maybe looking at the average winning weight is to look at um, the different categories of weights that we have. So what percentage of the lambs fall in the less than 25 kilogram um, category? So that's, you know, not 25 kilograms. Should be very small numbers on a lowland flock in that particular category. You know, then 25 to 30 kilograms is the next category. Those are basically lambs that need a lot of feeding. They're lambs that haven't done that terribly well and, you know, are going to be around for a long time. Um, so those are the lambs generally we'd probably be marketing in October and November. Um, and then we have the lambs that are in that 30 to 35 kilogram um, category. So those are lambs that have done quite well, um, you know, but they're still a bit away from, from where we need them to, to get. And our last category then is our lambs over 35 kilograms. So in that category at weaning time, generally, you'll have a number of lambs that are kind of 42 and kilos and above. And those are lambs that are really ready to go for slaughter straight away. And I suppose then between that 35 and 42 kilogram lambs, um, you'll have lambs that are really, you know, in the finish, what we'd call a finishing group. A lot of farmers are basically taking them out and giving them a small bit of meal. Um, and then basically what, what you have on the farm is you have two groups of lambs. You have a, lamb that, a group of lambs that are 35 or 36 kilos plus. They're getting a little bit of meal, maybe 300 grams or 500 grams a day, depending on grass quality and supply. And then you have a, a bigger bunch of lighter lambs, sub that 35, 36 kilograms. And they are lambs basically that are on grass, um, getting real good quality grass. And basically we're watching things like parasites and minerals and stuff in them to keep them thriving. Um, and, and basically as we're selecting lambs out of the heavier bunch, which are going for slaughtering or finishing group, we're basically drafting off lambs from this lighter bunch into that finishing group as they kind of hit 35, 36, 37 kilos, move them on, give them a bit of meal and get them off the farm, um, you know, and, and slaughtered. So that, that's the system, I suppose. What it does is it, it um, simplifies our system. Okay, we've got two groups of lambs um, rather than three or four groups of lambs. So we have a finishing group and a bigger group coming out or, you know, following around that are, are grass-fed. Um, reduces the amount of meal we're feeding. We're not feeding all the lambs on the farm. We're only feeding that particular finishing group. It makes better use of our grass as well at a time when, you know, there's lots of grass around on farms. And then we can run the ewes behind those um, to mop up and, and, and clean up the paddocks. Like, so it's a, it's a nice system and it works well on farms. Reduces the, the, the amount of meal that we're feeding, but still props up the performance and keeps lamb moving off the farm. It's a really useful exercise, Michael, at this time of year, as opposed to maybe waiting until September realizing we've a lot of lambs, what are we going to do with them? You know, it, it does allow you to plan ahead. Yeah, yeah, and you're not you're not shoveling a lot of meal into an awful lot of lambs in at that stage. You're you're monitoring as you're going along. And I suppose that's that's the thing. Meal is very expensive this year. Um, and, and people just want to be conscious of that, like that if you're feeding if you're a heavy meal feeder, the bills are going to be significantly up this year, um, you know, compared to last year and previous years. Just giving you a chance to target that feed. Look, you touched on some of this already, and maybe no harm, we're talking about some of them light lambs and poor performance. Culling yews, one of the benefits this year is the lamb or the yew trade has held up very well. There's still good prices to be got for them. I suppose traditionally, somebody let them lay on. It is a time to go back and check those yews, Michael, how to be formed. Is there anything else you'd be looking for this year in culling? Are we carrying too many passengers each year? Should this be the year that we cull harder? Yeah, I suppose, look, there's a lot of talk this year about fertilizer and feed prices and oil prices and all the prices are going up. I suppose that's the, the negative side of things. And the positive side of things, we've had historically high prices for lamb, meat and yews as well. So, I mean, yew prices are still very, very strong. Um, you know, people have uh, are getting big money for, for heavy cull yews. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, 
polios are making more than lambs are, are making. Um, and I suppose there's an opportunity there for farmers to, at weaning time, go through the flock of yews and have a look and see, you know, um, which yews didn't perform, um, which yews have problems, uh, and then basically look at way up your options. So if I pull out my yews that didn't perform, so they, maybe these might be yews that are in very good body condition but had very poor lambs. So, you know, they obviously haven't milked or haven't put the effort into the lambs or haven't been able to, to milk, you know, should we be keeping those? Um, there be yews there maybe that have, have mastitis or yews that we've identified at some stage in the year from, from lambing all the way through to weaning as identify them as, as, as culls. So maybe they, they were yews that were continuously lame or yews that prolapsed at lambing time or yews that were, uh, you know, had difficult births repeatedly or, or whatever. Um, so I think it's a, it's a good opportunity at weaning time to go through them. Yews that are in good condition are making, a, you know, a good price in the factory you know, time to offload them. There's a bit of cash coming in there as well. It's also a time maybe to go hard on, on culling and, and, you know, particularly for people who are have good performance records, maybe to pull out those yos, those bottom 10 or 15% and replace them with with, with, with better yo lambs because, you know, it, it's, it's probably one of the few years where the yos are actually going to make more than the yo lamb, you know, so the opportunity loss in terms of, of, of keeping a yo lamb that you're not going to sell, but you're getting a, you know a really strong price for that call yo. So there's an opportunity there for people, as you said, here to to offload those passengers. It's also a time here, I suppose, maybe just to to do some stats on that as well, and and to have a look at why are we calling these yos? Um, you know, if I if I've got thirty yos here that I'm calling, um, and I'm calling ten of them because they have mastitis, um, you know, is that a high figure relative to the amount of yos that I have? Um, is there a particular line there? Do I notice that, you know, a lot of these yos are coming off a particular ram or a particular sire line, um, you know, that are maybe more prone to, to mastitis? Or the same with lameness, or am I calling a lot of yos um, because they're, they're repeat lame offenders? Is this something I need to look at? Maybe I need to improve on my handling facilities, my foot bathing facilities to try, try and get on top of this and reduce it. And then look at things like, like prolapse, for example. Are we calling a lot of yos for prolapse? Is there more than 1% of the yos prolapsing every year? Do I need to look at my winter feed management? Do I need to look at how I'm feeding them, uh, my truck space, uh, feeding barriers, pen layout, um, you know, the frequency of meal feeding. So this time of the year is a good time where everything is coming together. You have all of these figures um, under your fingertips because the, the yos are still on the farm, a lot of them anyway, at this stage at weaning time. And, and you can very quickly and easily do a few sums, figure out where you are, benchmark yourself against some of the kind of performance indicators that are out there, what, what are the targets for these things, and and then look at if you find that you're at the wrong side of a particular target, um, you can take action in terms of, you know, addressing that and, and hopefully find yourself in a better position next year and the year after. Michael, that's, it's an interesting one, that last aspect of it, and again, it's like a lot of these things with immediate action, but also a little bit of forward planning for next year, and seeing can we do things slightly differently to reduce the instance of some of them in case, or maybe up some output. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, and 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 like we, we often talk about, you know, uh, monitoring performance and measuring performance, and and look at, you know, on a lot of farms we don't have great records, um, but at this time of the year when people are winning, um, a lot of these records are are under their nose. You know, they, it's very easy to count the amount of lambs you have. You know, it's easy to know how many ram, how many yards you left off to the ram last year. So a lot of these figures are are very easy calculated at this particular time in the year. You know, so it's probably the best time to do those couple of songs, even though you mightn't be acting on, on, on all of those, the feedback, you know, from those songs, you might be acting on those for a couple of months time, but at least you'll have them back here again. 
Michael, I think it's very useful, very timely at the moment. Always good having you on. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, Kieran. We're going to leave the episode there at this point. Again, as Michael has highlighted, it's a good opportunity to benchmark both you and performance. See how the flock has done, what changes could be made for the coming season. It's also a good opportunity to plan ahead and budget ahead for those lambs we're going to be carrying into the autumn. Assess what the weights are, be realistic about finish times. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates on our sheep programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chocolate Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified of any new episodes.